Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah and LQ. How are you guys doing this week? Real good, man. Good week of sports. I'm just really, you know, April. That's how it is, man. Just uh, my ego is feeling pretty good today. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> business is booming as usual. <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, interesting show. We have a lot to get into. NBA players are starting up. But before we get into the NBA, I want to start with NCAA. The championship game is on tonight. Uh, in a couple of minutes, it actually should be tipping off when we are recording this. So I want to get your predictions real quick, Micah and LQ. Who do you have winning this matchup and why? Um, I have Texas Tech winning. Uh, I like what they did, especially beating Michigan State. I like their side of the bracket a little more. Um. I never think they have more quality wins in the tournament, and I think they're just the hottest team right now. Uh, Virginia, honestly, they're, they were the ACC team that wasn't even supposed to make it out. It was supposed to be Duke, so I just have Texas Tech being a better team tonight. Yeah, kind of like what Micah said. I'm a better ACC fan. I don't want to see Virginia win. Uh, by me being a Duke fan, it's not going to be very much for me if Virginia wins this. So uh, let's go Red Raiders. I know, yeah. I think that's where I'm coming from, too. Uh, Texas Tech uh, – Great defensive team. Virginia's gotten lucky twice. They should have they should have lost to Tennessee. Uh yeah. or they should have lost to per yeah, Tennessee Purdue. then this yeah. Purdue. Both. Uh, <laughs> they should have lost both. Honestly. And now they were able to slip by uh again in the final four where it looked like Auburn was going to the final four. Chuck was already celebrating in the stands there before. Cal guy hits the three free throws. I just don't want to see Virginia win. I think I'm going with uh, Texas Tech here. I like Jared Culver. I like their defense, and uh, it should be it should be an interesting one. But we're not really a NCAA podcast. We don't really get into college basketball. We do love the NBA. The playoffs are starting up up soon. Uh, the West is set. We know who is going to be in the playoffs one through eight. We are not certain on the seating yet, but for today's podcast, we're going to use what we have so far seating wise. But in the Easter Conference. Uh, I believe number eight is still available up for grabs with uh, three teams there. The number nine seed right now, the Miami Heat, are only a half a game behind of that eight seed. LQ, you're a Heat fan. Do you think that your Miami Heat will make the playoffs? Man, it, it's it's not looking good, bro. Um, I'm going to keep it real with you, man. <laughs> we, uh, we put ourselves in a pretty difficult situation, man. Uh, there was a period in time this season where it looked like we were going to tank. There's a period in time where we looked like one of the best five teams in the Eastern Conference. And now we uh, we just lost Josh Richardson last week for uh, about the next two weeks with a groin issue. So even if we do make the playoffs, it will be without our starting shooting guard. So that is huge. I think our schedule is uh, pretty difficult compared to the other guys that are in that situation. We got Charlotte at nine and uh, Detroit at eight right now. Detroit has the Grizzlies and the Knicks coming up, which no, could yeah. <laughs> very well be two wins right there. Yep. Um, Charlotte has the Cavs and the Magic up. I mean, That's the another. Cavs aren't a gamey game. Neither are the Magic, but those are two games that the Hornets should definitely be favored. And uh, as for us, we have the 76ers and the Red Hot Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Damn. So, like I said, man, it's, it's not looking too good, man. Uh, if we do get in, we'll be having to face Milwaukee in the first round, which is uh, 
not our most favorable matchup to say the least, but uh maybe, you know what I'm saying, at least we get in for Dwayne Wade last year. Nothing is guaranteed in this league, man, so I don't really know if the Pistons are going to win both or split them or whatever, but that winning game versus Brooklyn in Brooklyn last game of the season is going to be huge for us. Yeah, uh, I don't know if my, Miami can do this. Uh, looking now, they're actually a full game behind of that HC. They, Charlotte has a tiebreaker over them also, and for them to make it now, they need Charlotte to make sure that they're losing at least one game. Miami wins out and Detroit uh, loses. You do you are lucky now with Brooklyn clinching yesterday that that game is no longer for the playoffs because you can get a situation where Brooklyn wants an extra day for D'Lo to rest and they just sit them against the Miami Heat and you can maybe somehow sneak in there. But the way it's looking right now, I do not believe that uh, the Miami Heat are making the playoffs. Micah, do you have a, a different take there? <clears throat> so I actually have the Hornets getting in. Um, Now it would take, of course, them winning out and, the Pistons, of course, losing out. Um, they will get in at a 40 and 42 record, so it would be a losing record team in the playoffs. It would be a little interesting, but regardless of, honestly, whoever gets that AFC, they're losing to the first round of the Bucks. It's just a matter of who's going to be there. I would love to see D-Wade in his final year get there. I just don't know if that's possible. Um, to the sitting D-Lo thing and with the Nets, I mean, if it happens, it happens, and good for D-Wade and the Heat, but whoever gets that AFC, regardless of what happens, they're not in the first round anyway. So yeah, that's- I, I just wanna go on air and say that out of the three teams in the possible situation that we definitely have the best shot out of the three. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just saying. I don't even, yeah, absolutely. I don't even know if I can name Detroit or Charlotte's like start, starting okay, five. Honestly, <laughs> the but the Hornets are gonna get swept. Yeah, if they get in. Blake Griffin hurt his knee and I don't know if he he's gonna be back before for these last uh, couple of games. So Charlotte may be able to sneak in. But for right now, like we said, we're going with the standings as they are. So I want to start in the Western Conference since that is already solidified. We're going to go through first-round matchups. The Golden State Warriors, uh, the best team in the league, they will be going up against right now the number eight seed Los Angeles Clippers. I want to know who you have winning this and how many games and why. LQ, I'll start with you. Oh, Warriors in Florida, man. I don't really know. It's, it's not too much to talk about here. The Clippers had a they had a great year, man. You know, Doc Rivers. They were scheduled, I think, to win maybe like thirty something games, and the fact that they made the playoffs is even amazing. with trading Tobias Harris. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. amazing and a testament to Doc Rivers, who has been uh, called overrated and <laughs> a few other things this year, so or previous year. So this is great to see them there, but. Uh, it's it's not gonna be a long series, man. Four and like I said, best case scenario, maybe five. Yeah, I blurted it out a little bit a little bit too prematurely, but yeah, Warriors in five. I'm happy the Clippers did what they did. They were the best team in LA. That's cool one all. Shout out Doc Rivers. Shout out Lou Will. Probably the best six man ever at this point. Lou Williams six man award. Let's get it started, <coughs> man. Let's get it started. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's his. I mean Yeah, name it after decade, him. For sure. But uh, yeah, uh Warriors in five, bro. Uh, I actually don't like this matchup for the Warriors. I want San Antonio to fall to that uh, eight seed. I, I do like the Warriors. I do want them to win the championship again. Uh, the Clippers are they're a, a gritty team. They're going to make you play. Uh, you have Patrick Beverly that's going to get in your face. Steph Curry's not going to have an easy series there. But the Warriors are just too good for them. Uh, the Warriors will win that game in uh, five. So let's move on to Denver and San Antonio, the two versus the seven. Denver did not make the playoffs l- last year. 
They missed it by one game, but they came back this year with a vengeance. The number two team in the West, I don't think anybody really expected that, except for Charles Barkley, who predicted that, which is very weird. But who do you have winning this matchup and in how many games? Uh, I'm going to go against the grain, and I got the Spurs in six, bro. Um, Greg Popovich has definitely hit his stride the last couple of weeks, and the Spurs are playing some really good basketball. They're getting some pretty uh, good guard play out of Devin and White. I mean, Brian – was it Brian Forbes? And I think his name is Devin White, the other point guard they have. Uh, Lonnie Walker is coming into his own down there as well. So, um, I think the experience is definitely a factor. And uh, Mike Malone has had a great year, and he just may as well win Coach of the Year this year if it's not a boot and hook. But, um, yeah, man, I got this first. What's interesting about this, Michael? yeah, what's interesting about this two and seven matchup is how good both teams are at home. Like they're both thirty win plus teams, which is pretty hard to do uh, at home and really just anything. Um, I definitely think that that factors in with the playoffs, of course. Home field, I mean, excuse me, home court advantage is really big. I think this goes to seven, which is really, I think it's really a tight matchup because just because like the Spurs are always going to be the Spurs and always going to play everybody tight. Pop knows how to coach in the playoffs. Um, Mike Malone, this is the first time his guys. Uh, being a relatively young team, are going to be in the playoffs. I just see this being a home-dominated thing. But at the end of the day, with them being a two-seed, they get that last home game. So, game uh, – uh, yeah, so Nuggets in seven. That's how I see it playing out. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Nuggets in six. As much as I love what Pop has done, and he's the greatest coach of all time in, uh, in my book, with especially with this team that he put out here to get him to the playoffs in the Western Conference, it's amazing. But I think – the way Jokic, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and that whole squad has been playing with uh, Paul Millsap, I think they'll be a little bit too much for the Spurs to handle in a seven-game series. I do get scared that give Greg Popovich enough film to watch on you, he might be able to outcoach you. Uh, Mike Malone is a good coach, but like I said, Pop is the GOAT. So that's the only chance I really give the Spurs by uh, winning is just getting Greg Popovich to outcoach Mike Malone. But besides that, I think I think Nuggets have it everywhere else I'm going. Uh, Nuggets in six there. It should be definitely a very interesting matchup. Uh, moving on from that, we have another matchup in the Western Conference. We have the three seed versus the number six seed in the West. The three seed <laughs> being uh, the Houston Rockets. James, James Harden has had a great season, a potential MVP season, going up against a former MVP, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, PG was in the MVP discussion before he got his shoulder hurt. Should be a fun one right now. This is what it ends up being. Three versus six, Houston, OKC. Who do you guys have? Man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's one it's of those like, series, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, honestly, my gut honestly wants to take the Thunder in seven or six. But I can't go against Harden. I mean, actually, I could go against Harden. I might actually yeah. I'm going Thunder. Thunder and six, bro. <laughs> there we go. Thunder and six, bro. Harden, this is MVP year. That's cool and all, but I just I just want PG and Russ just to show up. They deserve a second round, conference round. Like, they deserve that, bro. I just see it happening. I'm going to have to take Houston and seven, man. Uh, it's just something about the way that those Rockets ball that I just convinced that they can beat the Thunder, man, it's just like Westbrook will have that 9-27 and 27 game where, you know what I'm saying, Harden has 55 on the other end and 
you know, maybe PG has, you know, the 30-piece, but it's like I just feel like the Rockets have too much firepower right now. So I'm going to have to go with Houston at seven. Hey, uh, the playoffs is a different animal. James Harden is cool and all, but if PG yeah. is, is semi-healthy, if he's 75-80%, give me the Thunder in six games in OKC. Let's I think the go. Thunder can get it done. They were they were a top they were a top four seed for a while there in uh, the Western Conference before PG went down. He they were balling, and I think if they can go ahead and do it, they'll get enough. They'll get enough uh, momentum, and I think they'll they'll beat the Houston Rockets. I love James Harden, but in the playoffs they don't call fouls like they do in the regular season. The refs hold their whistle a lot more. Defense becomes a lot tighter. You have now three or four games of tape to go ahead and see. You know what? This is what we are going to give James Harden. We'll give him these long threes, and I think that's that's what's that's what's going to be that's what's going to happen. That's why I have OKC winning this in six. And uh, and I think the most interesting matchup in the first round, four five, Portland Trail Blazers, um, been a very good team uh, against the Utah Jazz, who made the playoffs last year, beat OKC in the first round. Donovan Mitchell second year, another solid year. Who do you guys have in this? I'm going to go with Portland, man. I, I've been preaching Portland all year, man. They've been slept on and under the radar and swept under the rug, honestly, man. it's It's been some very, very consistent point guard play for Damian Lillard, man. He's literally a top five MVP candidate every year that doesn't really get the love he deserves. So I think he has something to prove and a chip on his shoulder, man. I know CJ's not going to be 100%. And I knew they lost Nurk, but – um. Enos Cantor, Ed Davis, and the rest of those guys have been a pretty, pretty good source for uh, rebounds and some interior defense. So I think that they could win this series in maybe six games, bro. Let me get Portland in six. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, is that, You know, it'll be Portland in seven. Uh, I do like what the Jazz have. Like, I love Donovan Mitchell. I love his game. I love the fact that Joe Ingles can just strap in the playoffs. He, I mean, it's Joe Ingles. He shut down Russ and them last year. I love the fact that Rudy Gobert is just a defensive monster. But I just – it's damn time, honestly, bro. Uh, you know, I'm. it hurts that they did lose Nurk. It's like it, it does hurt. It does hurt that CJ is not necessarily healthy. And, I mean, that's, you know, things that you really need in the playoffs. But I think Dame's going to do an ultimate takeover. He's finally going to solidify himself as a top ten – top five player if he really wants to. I think this is the time he's going to do it. So, Trailblazers in seven. I mean, you guys laid out the points on why the Utah Jazz are going to win this. Yeah, I hear you, but... Nurkic is done for the season, and his canter is one of the worst, if not the worst, big man defender in the NBA. Rudy Gobert is going to out-rebound him. Donovan Mitchell is going to go off. You talked about Joe Ingles shutting down PG last season. If CJ McCollum isn't 100%, Joe Ingles could stick with him. Uh, we have we have also uh, Ricky Rubio on that team. I love Damian Lillard and all, but this is I think Utah takes this in six again. This is another another series similar to OKC last year, where they're just dominating throughout the game and they just pull it out in the end. If Nurkic were here, I think it's a totally different series. But the fact that he's hurt, the fact that he's hurt, the fact that uh, Ennis Cantor is going to have to be your starting center against probably. The best, the best defensive big man in the NBA, also one of the best defensive players in the NBA, I think it's going to be a tough series for them. And if you're relying on Damian Lillard, he's going to have one or two games where he's not showing up. 
So for me, I am definitely going with uh, the Utah Jazz in six games. Moving on to that's all for the Easter Conference. We're just doing first round now because we'll get to um, second round of conference finals as that comes along to the Western Conference, uh, Easter Conference. Like we said, with what we see now, this is what we're going with. Uh, one versus eight, Detroit versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, best record in the league. I think we could say that this is a, this is a four-game sweep. I, I don't think we really have much on this one. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, Charlie I mean, Giannis. <clears throat> yes, yeah. Giannis, uh, my MVP. Hopefully he's able to do something there. Uh, shoot, this is another bad match. <laughs> Toronto or in Orlando. <laughs> They're 41 and 40. They're going to go six games. Uh, you think he's going to go six? No way. No, I was being Wait, generous. Shout out Vucevic. <laughs> Shout out Vucevic. No. Shout out Aaron Gordon. Shout out Mark Elfolt. <laughs> Shout out Jonathan Simmons. Shout out the ghost of Kevin Shaq. Shout out D- Dwight Howard. Shout out T-Mac. Six games, bro. They did, it's the first time they've been in the playoffs since, what, like 2012 or something? something yeah, like that. Dwight, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a Yeah, since Dwight, Dwight, bro. So, hey, six games. Shout out to Orlando. We love you, Disney World. Six games. <laughs> All right, uh, LQ. This is a, this is a sweep, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really. Have anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, this is, I'm sorry. It's a clean uh, sweep, like a, I don't, know. Right, I don't right, even think Kawhi. Kawhi might even play off four. <laughs> they might rest them. They're gonna rest them. They're gonna be up three zero. Low management. Right, yeah, right. Raptors at five. I respect it. I respect it. They gonna get one game. Uh, three. I don't think. I, I don't know. <laughs> three, three, six. We have the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. This is an interesting yeah. matchup. Um, I think D'Lo is going to take over one or two games, but I want to get your your take on this, uh, Michael. Who do you have winning this series? It'll be Sixers and six, and that's a win for the Nets just because of how abysmal the Nets have been since I've been born. Outside of the one year they had with Jason Kidd, like another year with Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson. Um, shout out D'Lo. Uh, you could possibly get the most improved player. He's really just been – I mean, he's he's put them back on the map, which is amazing to think about. Um, I'm happy they're back in the playoffs. Let's be real, though. The 76ers are primed for Eastern Conference Finals, like one. So, you know, it would be cool to see this matchup, but uh, Sixers and six, really. There's just too much firepower on one side. But the Nets are a good team, and I'm excited to see what they do in the future. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, we got the got the 76ers in five or six. We're going to learn a lot about the Brooklyn Nets in this series. Um, like you said, man, they're not even supposed to be here. So them being there, just there is a, is a win, honestly. But uh, mm-hmm. I do think they're going to upset them a, a game or two, man. And I do think all of these games are going to be close. I like I like Brooklyn in six games Ooh. here. Uh, I think D, D, oh, no, Sixers in oh. six games. I think. Shout out D'Lo. No, no, no. Nah, D'Lo, D'Lo is cool and all, but let's let's let's, let's not get carried away. Yeah, Sixers in six. D'Lo will take over two games. He, I think he's going to have a forty-point game in either game three or game five. There, just a, a game where he can't miss, and it's going to lead the Brooklyn Nets. And I think there's one where Joel Embiid just isn't himself, and the Brooklyn Nets steal another one. So I like the Sixers in this matchup, but. I like what Brooklyn has done this season. I think D'Lo can go ahead and pull out uh, two games there. And the last matchup that's already been confirmed with as the four and five seed matchup, the Boston Celtics versus the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Boston Celtics, very disappointing season. Everybody thought they would be 
Number one in the East being uh, with the fact that they have Ky- they had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward coming back. They're the number four seed. If Victor Oladipo was still healthy, probably the number five seed. Who do you have in this matchup? I'm going to take the Celtics, but it's not going to be as comfortable as uh, people think it is. Indiana's not the greatest team in the East, but uh, they're one of the only teams in the East that truly play team basketball. And in the playoffs, that's one thing you need. So I don't really see them finishing the upset, but I do think they can give Boston one or two games. <clears throat> yeah, I have to agree. Uh, you know, the Celtics, honestly, they under they, they underperformed a lot this season. Conference record or not, whatever they've done, see how you like, see as you is, or see how it is, like, this is a team that should be a one seed or a two seed. And the fact that a four seed and they're, I mean, they have to go against the Pacers. Sure, they win this series, maybe six. But it's just, I don't even see them getting out of the next round after that. The Celtics are, I mean, I'm just really disappointed at what they're doing. So, yeah, they win this series, six games. Shout out to the Pacers. They have all the depot. They probably possibly lose this series just because of the element he brings along with the team ball they're playing. But, you know. They'll get by. Kyrie will do some cool stuff. Gordon Hayward will do some hard stuff. Yeah, they'll get by, but I don't like their outlook for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, if Oladipo was playing, I would have said Pacers in mm-hmm. six. Marcus Smart is hurt. Uh, so, Marcus Smart's hurt. Oladipo's out for the season, so Boston Celtics are winning this by default. Like you said, LQ, team basketball there, and that's the important key. They could have anybody go off. Miles Turner could have a good game. Uh, you have Wesley Matthews that could, ha- that could go. There's so many different players there that could just go off. Uh, and I think that's what is going to lead to a tough matchup for the Celtics. Kyrie is amazing in the playoffs. He is their leader. And he has to be he has to be great for them to win this series. Uh, you like the Celtics in six only because Oladipo was hurt. This is a disappointing team. This team's going to be – I think it's not going to be the same team next year. Players are going to be leaving, and it makes sense because this experiment obviously did not work out. But that's just enough for the playoff matchups. We've gone through all of our first-round picks. <clears throat> we may put them out right before, um, right before the playoffs start again. But I, before we end this podcast, I want to get to a report that came out this week about Kevin Durant and the New York Knicks basically being a done deal. I want to get you guys' take on that. Do you think that there's any chance that uh, KD now goes back to Golden State with everything that has gone on this season? And do you think the New York Knicks deal is basically done? Uh, personally, I would go back to Golden State. Just, like I said, me personally, I would go back. I don't see a reason to leave. But uh, if he does leave the Knicks, I wouldn't go personally. I would maybe either go to the Clippers with Kawhi or, you know, something like that. But the Knicks, no. Is it a done deal? It could be, man. It, it depends on if uh, if Kyrie would go. I, I definitely think that would be a, a good mission for the two of them. But uh, I would not go by myself and I would not sign first. Uh, just bouncing off that, I definitely think that the scenario you just played out with the Knicks with Kyrie and KD going is uh, – I see it as a possibility, a very good possibility. Um, obviously, Kyrie's not come, going back to the Celtics, and KD's definitely picking up his player option. Uh, as much as good, like, as the Warriors fit, you know, basketball-wise, I just don't see him in that scenario anymore. Uh, it's, you know, there's a lot went on this season, as uh, Mike said. So, I just – I see the Knicks thing as a good possibility and I'll put my I'll put my marbles like I'll put like I'm gonna go for it honestly why not 
why not go to the Big Apple? Why not be in the uh, spotlight with another star player? What if they get the first pick, too? What if they get the first pick, get Zion or something like that, or something ridiculous? Or a second pick and get, like, John Moran or something like that, or a good player later in the draft? I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, and I think that New York is the right fit for KD. Uh, I actually think that now that everybody's reporting that New York is a done deal, that KD is not going to go to New York. Just out of spite, I think KD just doesn't just doesn't like to give the media any type of indication that you know what what exactly I'm doing. I think right now, if they win the championship, he probably goes back to Golden State. If not, I like uh, the Clippers, and I also like the uh, I like the Clippers, and I like. Let me see who else. What other team has like cap no space out love? there? I mean, we have, no, we, we, no, we actually, we actually have the cap space right now, but we don't have, like, we need to fill out the rest of the team for him to, I think, be intrigued with DC. He didn't give us an interview the last time. We do have a new GM now. Maybe that will give him, or about to have a new GM. Maybe that will give him something like, oh, this is a different Wizards team. But I don't think he really comes to DC realistically. But I like that Clippers. If Kawhi goes, they have two two max contract squat, uh, slots there. You have Lou Will coming off the bench. You have Kawhi. You have KD. You have Patrick Beverly. You have uh, Zubak, which don't know why he left Wait. the Lakers. Don't know why they traded him. But that's that's for another podcast. Yeah, see, uh, KD and Lakers, KD and Braun. Thing nah, nah, that is nah. bro. I never nah, thought that was. I, just, I, don't, I don't think I, don't think so. think I never thought that, that was just... legit. I don't know. People are still trying to push that was, for it. That was that was all smoke. I think, but just uh, I Katie already came out earlier in the season saying that he uh like playing playing with LeBron is is fruitless. If you lose, it's on you. If you win, LeBron did it. So I don't see him going to a situation there in LA where he already doesn't like the media, even more media than in Golden State. I I don't really think there's a there's a chance he goes there. But before we end this podcast, do you have any other last-minute predictions on uh, KD and where he may end up? Uh, I would like Brooklyn. Get paid. That's not I bad. Like Brooklyn. Brooklyn, it would be interesting. That's not bad. But I think Brooklyn is going to get some karma. Karma is coming to Brooklyn this season, and I hope so. Because uh, D'Angelo Russell is a restricted free agent. I hope the Kings give him the highest contract they could possibly do. And I know the Nets, aren't, the Nets are going to match it either way. Just for – just for a payback for that Otto Porter deal that they did with us a couple years ago, <laughs> giving Otto Porter a hundred million and having the Wizards, <laughs> the Wizards match that. Man, it's. <laughs> I'm so happy Ernie's gone, man. We we had our po- our emergency podcast of Ernie leaving, man. Bro, bro, <laughs> honestly, bro. <laughs> oh, so do y'all think he's more likely he to go with Kyrie, Kawhi, or Jimmy? Because those are the other uh, free agents. I would love. I yeah, think I would love Kyrie, but it's probably more realistically Kawhi. But I think it's between those two. I don't really see the Jimmy thing happening. Jimmy, I, I honestly don't know if Jimmy's gonna get a max contract. His name got summer. thrown in the mud, bro. Like it was an anti-Jimmy thing going on a little bit. Like I think he uh, brought his stock back up. What he has, like? but like he's been. I think he just he has to go back to the 76ers on a little bit on a on a not that max contract if they because I think they definitely want to keep Tobias Harris and we know mm-hmm. um, that experiment has worked out perfectly for the Sixers there so I think he has to take a little bit less money and just stick with the Sixers because it's worked out so far I don't think any other team is really willing to throw that type of money out to Jimmy I like Jimmy to the Spurs 
Oh, get him, get him in pop system. That's that's a that scary is. team. Oh man, Lamarcus, DeRozan, and Jimmy, and then you got uh, you got Dejounte uh, Murray, Dejounte yeah, Murray, Murray coming back too. That would be that would be fun. That would be fun. But I think that's that's all we have for this podcast. We'll be back next week, of course, for more breakdowns. If there's anything in the NFL going on, uh, NBA definitely would be kicking up, so we can get. Uh, our predictions on what exactly is our our analysis on what exactly is going on in the NBA playoffs. But for Mike, for Micah and LQ, we'll see you back next week. Peace. Yo, peace.